This podcast contains sensitive content, which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma, mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it, the podcast. I am Kim and I am the mom. I'm Anna and I'm the daughter and this is episode three, baby. We and we are, if you haven't heard episode one and two, we are halfway through or partway through two thirds through um, a story about uh, or three fourths or 75% through <laughs> uh, <laughs> a story about Anna and what happened to her when she was overseas in Australia, broke her leg, had pretty big surgery and the recovery. And we just finished the part about, uh, wait, where were we? I forget. Uh, I had just gotten surgery here in Australia. They had put in about 15 pieces of metal into my leg, fixed it all up. And I had had to head back to the States after about two months of recovery. I flew back to the States and started university at uh, at my college there in Chicago, Illinois. That's right. We had a wonderful reunion in the airport. We brought balloons. We were so happy to have you back and to have everything on the mend and you were getting ready to start college and things were yes. looking bright. I was still in a wheelchair, but yes, other than that, things were looking bright. Right. Except for that part. I was running all over that airport. I had balloons. I, I just wanted to, I, I thought, well, she's going to come down the elevator. She's going to, which, where she, and you ended up coming the exact opposite place I was standing and dad yeah. was there by no effort <laughs> of his own. He got first sight of you. I was like all the way across the room at the elevator yeah. waiting for, waiting for you to come out the elevator. Just stranger after stranger opens the door. Yeah and sees me with my expectant grin and then dad is like she's over here and I'm like oh my word yeah. that is so unfair anyway yeah okay, but at the ahead. same time while I assume that dad was waiting there for me with a very kind smile and open arms what I remember is you running over to me with balloons and <laughs> yelling my name and you were doing like this squat movement where you were going up and down <laughs> In the airport, and everybody was looking over, thinking, "Oh my word, what is going on?" I was so glad to get you back and put you back in my pocket, and it never to good. leave again. And I was so glad I was home. I remember crying as I Aww. showed up there. It was just little tears of joy, just just one or two tears. Yes, it was yes, just so good, so good to be home after all that. But I had also just left Aaron. Uh, we had decided to try to date long distance. So if you'll remember from the end of the last episode. Uh, my husband and I, my now husband and I had just started dating right after I got out of the hospital from surgery in Australia, my leg surgery. And then I had about seven weeks from that day when we started dating until the date that we're now talking about of when I arrived back home. And I think Aaron and I were still broken up at this point. Yeah, <laughs> you guys hadn't. <laughs> You guys hadn't reconciled. And I had also, here's the bonus piece of info for everybody who's always wondered how this went over. 
who might know our family. I remember calling dad once Aaron and I had started dating. I called him and I said, listen, dad, I found somebody over here and he's six five and he's got an Australian accent. And and I don't know. I think, you know, this. What more need I say? Yeah, what? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I remember saying, now I am not super committed yet. I feel like maybe we're just dating for right now. But he has already said, and this is another part of the story that I've not mentioned yet. But when when we decided to date, he sat me down and he said, I think we should formally date. And I said, okay, you know, I'm willing to do that. And I remember he kissed me and then he picked up my left hand and picked up my ring finger on my left hand. And he said, I'm going to get you a ring for this finger. That was in the same minute that we had just decided to start dating. And so that had, yeah, he was- Well, what kind of ring did he mean? Like a turquoise, lapis, lapis? No, well, he said, I'm going to, he said, I'm going to get you a ring for this finger and I'm going to marry you. Oh my. I know. And I remember thinking I had better run for the hills because I was Wait, so Wait, was that the same conversation as like, this is the cutest little pinky fingernail? No, he said this, he, that was in the hospital. And then he said, I've got this. I will drive her home. I, you right. know, I'll take care of her. Okay. And so then he drove me home. And then I took a couple of days to settle in to my room there still in Australia. And he texted me or called me or something. And he said, can, can I see you? Can we, you know, I think we need to talk. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, I've got this guy for sure. And I remember then he <laughs> he had me crutch my way out of my dorm oh all the way across my. the parking lot. And I almost threw up on the sidewalk because of how nauseous uh-uh. I was because I'd just been in hospital for two weeks. Yeah. And we get, I know, and we get to a little park and we sit down and, and we had a long talk. And, and then he said, I'm going to get you a ring for this finger. I'm going to marry you. Wow. And I remember just thinking, oh, my word, this guy is one of a kind. But <laughs> Can you hear that coughing? That's your dad. <laughs> oh, my God. My studio, my 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 very fancy studio is in my kitchen, and your dad is in the other room eating breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so keep going. Uh, Our listeners understand. Anyway, um, yes. So all that happened. So I just left Aaron home, uh, back home in Australia, and I had flown over to the states. I arrived in the states. It was a joyful reunion, Mm -hmm. and we spent the next two months of the summer. So that was uh, from that was July and August. We spent those two months going to multiple orthopedic specialists, just making absolutely sure that there was no infection. Because I had said, as soon as the stitches had gotten taken out back in Australia from my surgery, I said, it looks like it's infected. I think it's infected. Something's wrong. I said that too. Yeah. And they said, that's just how it is. It's completely normal. And Mm -hmm. even I remember the surgeon saying, I did great work. And I remember thinking, how are you in here tooting your own horn? This clearly something has gone wrong. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, and then so then it was almost like um, an obsessive kind of focus on that scar because every yes. every minute I'd ask you to let me see it, let me see, it, let me see. It. I took pictures of it. I took like I think I had like a hundred pictures of that scar yeah. so that I could compare them. I'm like back and forth, back and forth. Is it getting? Is it changing? What's happening? But it just didn't look right. It just yeah. never looked correct, and it didn't feel right because, as you will recall, as soon as I say this, you're going to remember it. But every once in a while, it would start to itch really badly. And I would wake up and it would be red all over my leg. Mm. And it would itch. And and I remember calling you into my room and you would run in and you'd be like, that doesn't matter. That's And this was before you went away to college. You were still in our house getting ready to go to college. And I remember one day saying, it's infected. We're going. And I took you, I think I took you to the ER, didn't I? Uh, no, that's that's your brain over dramatizing things. (laughs) I took you to urgent care. And then they sent us to the osteopath. Osteopath? 
now I'm yeah. questioning whether or not that's really or who you took me to. Orthopedic. orthopedic. The orthopedic surgeon. What's an osteopath? Now I was about to ask you the same thing. Oh, it sounds like Google a mix of, of orthopedic person and naturopath. I haven't learned. I haven't learned that yet, but it's something. But anyway, it was the orthopedic people, the urgent care people said, we can't, we don't know what to do. It might be infected. It might not, but you got to go to the orthopedic people. So then we went to the orthopedic people. We waited in that lobby for quite a long time. I remember, I remember for some reason laughing so hard, we were crying and people just really we almost got yeah. kicked out anyway so yeah. we're in the waiting room we're in the lobby and we're this is not the part of the story we need to focus on well no but they they put you through they put you through about a billion tests to see if it was they infected did. including a nuclear test of some kind uh all right right they <laughs> yeah they put me into a nuclear power plant and they counted down <laughs> no they they took out some, my blood some kind of they took Listen to me and I'll tell you what it is. Oh, tell me. I'm trying to cover up the dishwasher sounds because your dad's blowing the dishwasher right now. Oh my gosh. They took my blood. They tagged all the white blood cells, which are, if I'm correct, the blood cells that multiply whenever you have an infection. So they tagged them and then they- With nuclear tags, I believe. (laughs) And then they sent it through a machine. They spun it down, isolated the white blood cells. They did something. And what they, the conclusion they came to was that it was not infected. No infection. So no infection. We said, are you absolutely sure? Because if you're not sure, I'm not going to bother with going away to college this semester because otherwise I'm just going to have to come back and it's going to be a disaster. And they said, we are absolutely positive. You do not have an infection. So fast forward six months and I'm at college. Aaron and I have almost broken up because he said our plan was to see each other at Christmas. And he had just messaged me saying, or just called me saying, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come up for Christmas because I've just gotten this new job offer. And it was October at that point. And he said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to get time off this soon. And you're like, well, I don't know if this is going to work then. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, all right, well, that's completely fine. And you've got to do what's best for your life. But either you're up here by the end of the month, or we cannot continue dating because, you know, I'm not interested in a long distance relationship where I don't know when I'm going to see you next. And you know, this is not me telling you, you need to come up here. It's just me saying, you've got to pick either come up here or, you know, he's a good looking guy. I knew he was going to find somebody else. So I said, you know, just know it's not going to be me if you can't come up here at least by December. And then at that point, I kind of changed to, all right, forget December, either you're up here by the end of the month or it's done. And within two weeks, this man had sold every single piece of his furniture, all of his belongings. He'd found a person to take his spot in his lease because he had to break his lease. He had bought a plane ticket using all the money from all the things he'd sold. He sold his TV. He sold his computer. He sold everything he owned. He bought a ticket and was up there within two weeks. He'd found a place to live. Wow. He'd done everything. But let's be real. Had you not had that conversation, you guys would still be dating. <laughs> I don't know. I was struggling at that point. Yeah. But- or, well, yeah, that's true. You might not have. Right. And also keep in mind, you were telling me to break up with the poor guy. Well, yeah. I, I was still sort of. I was still sort of bitter about uh, the the day of yeah. surgery when I demanded he stay and he kind of said, sorry. But anyway, I still love you, Aaron. You know, I think you're the most awesome son-in-law on the he planet. Is. I love you too, Aaron. All right. Uh, and so he came up there and I remember when he wait, showed wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. He didn't come up here yet. First, you, I mean, he planned, he was. Hold on. Let's, first, you, let's you sent me the picture. Note, let's just pause real quick and note that you're probably about to make a correction that is not correct. Seriously? <laughs> No, because didn't he? He didn't come up until you came up. He came up. He came up. He showed up. 
he stayed right next to my college for a week. We had a great week. Oh, that's right. You are correct. I know. As always, he showed up. He asked me to marry him first day of being back in the States. So keep in mind, he asked me to marry him during the conversation when he also asked me to date him. And then he asked me to marry him again as soon as he showed up in the States, not in the airport, but as soon as we got to his apartment that he was going to be staying in. And we had a great week. I showed him all over America. I showed him pine trees and maple leaves. He was thrilled by maple leaves. And squirrels. And squirrels. He loved the squirrels. And he was shaken to his core at drive through ATMs, <laughs> which <laughs> cracks me up to this day. And snow. He liked snow, Well, too. the snow hasn't hit yet. It's only October. Oh, got ya. But yes, side note, Aaron does love snow. And we also have free ketchup packets here. Did he, did he oogle at that as well? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I still think that the term is ogle but ogle was it ogle it's oogle oogle in my brain is just google with the g turned off exactly i think he ogled at me while i was walking down the street that's what i always used to say all right we'll have to park that thought and google it later all right go ahead (laughs) or maybe we'll oogle it later who knows (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i think we'll be oogled when we discover that my pronunciations are always the right one but i know you're i know i'm not right so go ahead. All right, labyrinth. I know. It is, you just said that word exactly properly. A labyrinth. Okay, go. A labyrinth. A labyrinth. Okay, anyway. Uh, for those of you who didn't catch that, that's a reference to the previous podcast episode where- Yeah, I'm you'll on, have to just go back and listen to all that greatness. Where she yet again asked for my vocabulary help picking the correct word. You so, do have okay, an amazing vocabulary. On. I'm very proud of that. Yeah, you'd almost say that sometimes I get lost in the labyrinth of my vocabulary. It's not labyrinth. Uh, <laughs> I know that's the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Okay, moving on. That's my syllable Maybe joke again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. So Aaron showed up and we had a great week getting to know each other again. Meanwhile, this is when Dad and I started to panic. Because and meanwhile, this is yet another time you're cutting me off in the middle of my story. Right. But back to me and uh, the focus. Uh, this is when dad and I are like, because we knew you had this relationship started and it had started kind of extraordinarily. But once we got you back over here to the States, we were like, okay. Oh my word. I didn't even finish that part of the story in the beginning of the podcast because you cut me off. Oh no, what was when it? When I told dad, when I told dad, oh yeah, I've started to date this guy and I said, I don't know where it's going to go yet, but I just want you to know that you shouldn't be surprised if he shows up on your front doorstep and asks to marry me, because honestly, that's the kind of guy, that's the kind of thing it seems like he would do. Right. And I remember dad being completely silent on the other end mm. of the phone. And he just goes, all right, we'll see. Like right. that. And he was completely unbelieving. So you guys still hadn't met Aaron at this point when he showed up in the States in October. Well, I had met him college. over FaceTime a little bit, but anyway, but then when he actually sold everything and came over here, we were, wow. And he actually got himself a position doing humanitarian work over here. And yeah. we were like, oh, wow, this is this is big. And so now we're just sort of observing humanity. what is going on. And anyway, so then you send me the picture. Go from there. No, I, they were not at the picture part yet. Oh. You need to <laughs> calm yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, mama. It's too late. You are. It's too late. <laughs> okay, let me get through Go my dang story, my word. What in the world? <laughs> so he shows up. We have a great week. And then at the end of the week, he leaves. And I... <laughs> Bye, Dad. He's leaving. Okay, okay, don't interrupt me this time. Don't go on and on about your misery. Oh. What, what you need to do. Oh my. People want to hear you laughing and having fun. Okay. So. Thank you for that. Love you. 
you have a great day. We love you. You're special. <laughs> All right. All right. Back to my professional studio as soon as the garage door <laughs> noise is over. Okay. I recommend you use my technique of trying to record your podcast after your husband has already gone to sleep because it seems to be working out pretty well for me. Well, I would, but that's uh, like what? 2 a.m. your time? Or wait, no. No, the middle of the night your time is not the middle of the night my that's time. Right. But let's not get into that because we're getting we're getting near to our we're last minute. We're gonna get to the picture. Like a lot to say. Okay. Oh my word. word! We only have ten minutes left. We're not even through this story. Hurry. Okay, pipe it, woman. Okay. I've got things to say. <laughs> so once he leaves, I realize retrospectively that I have been coughing and hacking up like a lung the entire time he's been gone oh also he left to wisconsin because that's where he got yeah, he the place he got in the states as close to you as he could be and you're in illinois okay go ahead yes i was in chicago chicago illinois which is the state for those australian listeners who we may have illinois is the state pretty much directly below wisconsin so he was about six hours by bus away from me so he left and i decided to go to the nurse on campus because my roommate who was in the music department had said just very briefly that somebody else in the music department had whooping cough. And I thought to myself, this cough that I've had for the last few weeks is unlike any other cough that I've ever had. And I don't know what whooping cough is, but it sounds serious enough that I could probably have it. So I went to the nurse's office and I said, hey, I think I have whooping cough. And they said, well, let's do a test. And they did the test and they said, whooping cough has come back negative, but I'm looking at your leg and let, let me see that leg. And I put the leg up on the bed there, the medical bed, and she goes, that is infected. 100% that's infected. And I said, it can't be infected. It cannot. The nuclear test. <laughs> we have done every test. I spent my entire summer doing right. tests. And I was guaranteed by three different top of the line surgeons. We want surgeons. our money back. Where's our coupon? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Where's my coupon? Where's my free dinner to compensate? <laughs> I want 10 more free nuclear tests to put up with the ones that we went through and you said it wouldn't be infected. Yeah. And she said, it's infected. You, you, we're going to send you to the hospital. And so I took a photo of it and I sent it to mom because I wanted her opinion. And now we're finally at the part of the story oh, that good. you've been itching to be at since minute one. So now you can take over if you'd like I, for no more than one minute. I took one look at the photo and I just said, hospital, <laughs> go to yeah. the hospital immediately. ER. Yeah. And my heart sunk, of course. I wasn't laughing because it's obviously we're terrified now. Some kind of infection's been growing there for over six months. So, well, yeah, something like that. Because it was from June, July, August, September, oh, five months. Anyway, so I get over there, I get to the hospital. They lance. Ew, my okay. Oh, you forgot infection. the butt tingle warning. At, at this point, I kind of feel like people know what they're getting into. It's just going over the whole series season one, two, three, and 17. It's all going to be, <laughs> you just got to prepare yeah. yourself. They lance it with the scalpel right there. And the guy puts both hands on my leg and surround like surrounds it, makes a triangle with his hands, with his fingers, and puts both hands on my leg and pushes out what seemed like a gallon of like pus and blood clots. Mm -hmm. It was disgusting. It poured out of my leg, dro drooped and dropped onto the table, onto the bed that I was on. And I just remember thinking, oh, that's disgusting. And I videotaped it. That videotape will never see the light of day because that no butt tingle warning could be sufficient for that video. True. I don't. I have not seen that video. I don't think. Disgusting. Yeah, I think I deleted it pretty quickly after because even I couldn't bear to look at it. Good job. And yeah, and then he also tested me for whooping cough. He comes back. He says the leg infection is still coming back. We're still, you know, from what I can tell, it's definitely infected, but we're still waiting on the lab results. 
But what I can tell you is that, yes, you definitely have whooping cough. So we are going to keep you here <laughs> with a mask on. Yeah. So my college was wrong. I did have whooping cough and I had staph infection in my bones. So I had what's called, what's called osteomyelitis, which apparently, and I'm not a medical professional, so don't quote me on this, but I was told by multiple medical professionals that if that infection had gone systematic, which means if it had gone, if it had gotten to the point where it had spread through my body and left just the local area of my leg, it could have become fatal. Well, we, and we became concerned about that from that point forward, obviously. I mean, we were always concerned about it, but we, that was something that could, they kept warning us, you know, that this is what we're kind of trying to keep a close eye on is uh, all that. Yeah. Yep. And so I called my mom and I called Aaron and I said, you guys both need to come back down here. My mom was in Michigan at the time visiting her parents. And I said, listen, you guys need to come over here. They've just told me that I'm going to have to have another leg surgery to take out the metal that they put into my leg in Australia, because apparently the metal has staph infection metastasized to it. And it's in my bones now and it's going through my leg. And they're not sure if I'm going to be able to keep my leg. They've told me that I might lose my leg. I need you guys to come down here. So Aaron hopped on a bus pretty much straight away. My mom decided to leave the next morning, as I recall. But then in the middle of my first night there, I actually had a reaction to the antibiotics they had me on. Right. They put and a pick line up. in you immediately to start. No, they didn't. They that didn't? is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> nope. Oh, my bad. I thought they were giving the antibiotics through a pick line. Nope. Just through an IV. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. But they were giving it to me too fast. I had an allergic reaction, almost had a heart attack. Yes. I called my mom panicking. There were ER doctors all through my room. Everybody was screaming. And my mom, you decided to drive down and see me straight away. That you started night. driving in the middle of the night. Yep. yep. And eventually, I did have to have a pick line. They operated on me. They told me, we've taken out the metal, but you know the infection isn't gone still. It's in your bones. So we need to put a pick line in. And a pick line is, is a somewhat thick tube that they put into your the underside of your arm, underside of your bicep, and it goes directly into your heart, into the superior vena cava of your heart. First of all, I don't like, I think it's a bad word. It makes, it just, it, it's not a good word because it's also a very painful procedure. I wish they had a nicer, more gentler term than pick line. But anyway, go on. Well, it's not, it's not supposed to be painful, but yes, they had two IV nurses put it into me and they said, we couldn't give you any local anesthetic because it restricts your veins. And these two women come in they're they're each over 60 easily. They've got glasses down at the ends of their noses. And this woman has got a scalpel and she, it's a sterile procedure. So it's basically surgery. So they've got to cover everything up in a tarp. They put a mask on me, hairnets. They did the same for themselves. They put, they put tarps over my whole body, over all the tables. Everything was sterile. They didn't let anybody into the room while it was happening. And this woman has a scalpel and she starts hacking away at the underside of my bicep. I still have the scar from this. It turned out later that she was doing it just in a really terrible way. Like, nope, everybody was horrified. All the other doctors who I said what, who I told what had happened were just horrified. And I remember it took about 30 minutes to put this pick line in. It's supposed to be like a five to 10 minute procedure. Took her at least 30 minutes. And I remember at one point I was so strained at not looking at it because I was in so much pain because again, no local anesthetic because this nurse said that it would restrict my vein too much. And I remember looking over at her and she, she sighed, like she took a big, she heaved a big breath and she's like, oh, oh, and she stands up and she lifts her gloved hands up and her hands are dripping in blood. Oh my. Like my whole arm had been hacked now, open. Just, and just she, to be she, clear, this is, does not normally happen with a pick line, but pretty much everything that could go wrong, uh, oftentimes yeah, does for Anna, unfortunately. And like when they do those medication advertisements on the TV and they say, you know, this side effect could happen and this and this and 
you could spontaneously yeah, combust. I'm always like, well, that and I better not take that. So <laughs> <laughs> I I am the one percent. But this does not happen uh, in, in every pick line. But it, it's still it, it is still a, a difficult procedure. I All guess right. it can be. Anyway, contrary to apparently what your opinion is, you are not a pharmaceutical rep. Correct. So there's, there's but I just don't to, want to scare people if they have to get it because it's not no, supposed to happen this way. Listen, take it from me. Be scared. If anybody <laughs> ever says pick line to you, run for the hills. Well, the word pick line they, is scary, it, I think. But anyway. Now, let me finish the story. We're getting close to the end yes, of the podcast. You're running out of time. What are you so, taking so long for? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, they put the pick line in and they uh, started infusing me with really strong antibiotics. I remember they compared it to chemotherapy. They said, it's very strong. It's going to hurt. It's going to make you nauseous. It's going to be hard on your body. And all this was while I was still doing college. So I was supposed to still be keeping, I'm, I actually succeeded. I maintained a 3.8 GPA Woo-hoo! in a very good college. Yeah. I was, I was impressive. What can I say? Not at this moment, but you I, weren't. I mean, at this moment, you're in the hospital waiting for surgery. No, this was after the surgery. Oh, we, we haven't even had the surgery yet. Well, yes, we have. I had the surgery. The surgery, there was nothing very remarkable. The, oh, the people wait in, a minute. In Chicago. That's when I met Aaron. So Aaron came while you're getting ready for surgery. Aaron came down from Wisconsin. And the first time I saw him, I still remember I'm sitting in the waiting room. The elevator doors open. And it was like the middle of winter. And Aaron walks in in his shorts and flip flops. And I'm like, how did you get here? And he was like, I walked. I mean, he didn't walk from Wisconsin. But he walked. He took a bus from Wisconsin to the train that takes you from Chicago to uh, Wheaton. And he walked. And then he took another bus from Wheaton to the city that we were in, which was about an hour away. And he got off of the bus on the highway and followed the little yes. signs that you find on the highway that say hospital and then an arrow. And he just turned what every a time. Guy. He walked for three hours. And it was 5 a.m. Like it was butt crack it on. And, and he walked in the middle of winter. Yeah, and thongs and cargo shorts. We don't shorts call them thongs like here. Like a beanie. <laughs> I do. Get used to it, baby. Australians thongs. call flip-flops thongs. So for my American friends, those are flip-flops. But anyway, so he walks in and then he and I and you lived together for all those days that you were in the hospital. And we slept in the same room and we had a great time. I mean, it was terrible, but also we really got to know each other. <laughs> And it was also just amazing to see the two of you together and realize, and that was when I realized like, wow, this is a special relationship. This is a really special guy. He and I went out, like a lot of times you slept, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I do. Know. He and I went out. It's kind of, it's almost what I'm doing right now as, as you're monopolizing conversation. <laughs> and then I think I took him, I forget, we, we went out to a restaurant. I took him for big breakfast at some mm-hmm. diner and we had a lot of talks and it was just a special special time. Meanwhile, I mean, it was still really obviously difficult, but that was my chance to get to know him. And I really loved him and thought, oh my word, he's amazing. Yeah. And he continues to be amazing to this day. Absolutely. But yes, I had the surgery. And then after, immediately after the surgery, they said, we got, we cut out all the infected flesh that we could find, which is why I still to this day, I actually have a large divot in, in the inside of my ankle or on the you know inner side, but you can see it from the outside. My skin goes in and there's a little concave part there from all the flesh that they cut out. And me and Aaron met with the surgeons. They showed us the metal that they took out and they showed us everything. You were asleep at this point. And um, yeah. And I asked you to keep that metal and you decided it was too gross. And so made the decision for me to, to throw it away. I didn't want I 
felt like get so it mad. away from me. And we had your dad on speakerphone. So it was me, Aaron, the surgeon, and your dad. And then after, then then we got back. You still hadn't woken up. And I'm sitting in the waiting room waiting for you to call for me. And the nurse comes running back and she says, she wants Aaron. And so then I was like, oh, yeah. she wants you. And so that was actually quite great. And he went back and helped calm That's me down. That's right. I had forgotten about yeah. that because when they woke me up from surgery, they had tried to make me keep my mask on that they had for, for my whooping cough. And then they tried to put the oxygen over top of my mask, you know, and it, it, it made it so that I couldn't breathe. And I woke up out of anesthesia and I just had a full blown, I started screaming. I was in so much pain and I couldn't breathe. This you'll find is a theme, me waking up from surgery in excruciating pain, because as we've previously said, none of the painkillers work for me. So I was screaming and some a nurse finally said, is there anyone upstairs waiting for you that we can call, call down here to help and you? And your brain said Which my mom and your practice. mouth said Aaron. <laughs> it did. My brain said, if I don't say my mom right now, she's going to hold it over me for the rest uh -huh. of my life, which currently we're experiencing proof exactly. of that. Exactly. But I said, who's actually going to call me down the most? Probably Aaron, Aww. because I know that my mom is just going to add panic <laughs> to the situation. <laughs> Whereas I'm gonna be running going in to... circles, collapsing. <laughs> For those of you who have seen the movie Terms of Endearment, it would be another. Yeah. It would be that scene all over again. I was gonna go Terms of Endearment on someone. That's my daughter, the man. Exactly, love that scene. Exactly, it is. It, it makes me tear up every time because it actually is very much We've, like our real yes, relationship. Except for we, it's been several times. So. Yeah. In terms of endearment, people, you're being dramatic. Come on. Uh, <laughs> You've got nothing on but it. But I think you actually did make the wise decision because had I had I come back there, you know, Aaron came back. I remember when Aaron came back after being with you, with you, you know, he, he came back and was with you yes. into the room and his he looked like he had been through something, which is really something to say for Aaron yeah. because he because doesn't he keeps his cool all enough. the time. Okay. Yeah, it took me two years of being married to that man for him to finally be all right with talking about that day again. Wow. Aww. And then two years into my marriage, I asked him, what what was that like for you to come down? And he, he goes, it was the most one it was the most horrifying thing Aww. I've ever experienced. But that was of course before my surgery last right. year, which we'll go into it a later. Absolutely. Date. And this is the end of but episode three. We are so glad you're with us. If you're listening, we know some of these stories are <laughs> scary and we are glad to be in it together and we hope that you are still with us next time when we what are we doing next time anna oh well we're gonna hope hopefully have a special guest on next time so we've wrapped up the story about my leg we haven't even talked about all the horrible things that happened but you can just imagine from what we have shared even more of that happened and it was just a horrible experience so that was this is really wrapping up the final episode where we talk about my first traumatic experience about my leg break and the multiple surgeries around it. And so now that we've wrapped this and up, we'll end that on a positive be... note that the infection did not come back, which we were very, very thankful for. Whooping cough did go away, right? Yeah. Ha yes, the whooping cough did go away. However, the pick line that they put into my arm oh, did gosh. get infected. Yes, that's right. Actually deteriorated oh, the main vein in terrible. my left arm. And so to this day, my arm sometimes turns purple and starts throbbing right. because the circulation is so bad. So I actually had to get another pick line put in on my right arm by a Peruvian doctor who, during the procedure, tried to flirt with, well, did flirt quite heavily with me and with mom, <laughs> like in front of both well, of us. What can we say? You know, what can we say? He would, Truly. He would lay it on exactly with two C's. <laughs> 
real thick. Anyway, yeah. so we got- And he was short, too. Okay. So he had no chance. Okay, but, but listen, <laughs> that ended up actually being quite- That's why I don't like the term pick line, because I think you had three. Is that right? You had three total or four? No, I had two total. Wait, you had the first one. <laughs> However- Then that one deteriorated, then they put another one in, and then that one didn't- That one, I think something went wrong. No. Uh, yes, something went wrong, but because I was out of arms, they just made me keep it. Oh, that's right. And then right. when they pulled it out and on it was caked the remnants of the vein that had collapsed oh, around Oh, and you it. have a video of that and you sent that to me, you stinker. I did. You oh, stinker and you didn't even yikes. warn me. I just like, oh, a video from Anna. Ah! It was terrible. Yeah, and it was so long that it was okay, like pulling and pulling. It was like pulling a fishing line out of me. Ugh, gross. Anyway, we got through it. Okay, so anyways, we've wrapped up this story. Yes. All of these horrible things happened and more, but that's all right. We've gotten through the bulk of it. And so here in the next episode, episode four, we hope to have a special guest joining us. Who has been through and we're not gonna go some into stuff. A yeah. lot. Yep, been through a lot. But we're not going to go into too much detail because we want them to be able to share their story from the beginning. But you can believe us when we say it is going to be interesting. Absolutely. So join us next time. Yeah. We will join us next time for a fresh take. Somebody new, not our voices. I mean, we're going to be there yes. too. Wouldn't be our podcast without us. I'll try us. not Plus, to we wouldn't be interrupt as much. If it didn't have us in it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a lost cause, but yeah, we can try. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next Thanks, time. Thanks, guys. This is not ideal, but we're going All with right. it. All right. Bye-bye. Episode three. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, But We're Going With It. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.net.